This is the Rich Dad Radio Show. The good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Hello, hello, hello. This is Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show. The good news and bad news today about pensions. And as I said, my friend Ted uh, Sedell and uh, myself, we just published a book called Who Stole My Pension? And we decided to do a five-part series with having real people who are really involved in this pension thing rather than some Wall Street talking heads on CNBC or Fox News. What are people really doing about pensions and how real is it? And as you know, today, there's a thing called the coronavirus, which is not good news for pensions. It's also not good for baby boomers because you may or may not know that every day today, 10,000 baby boomers retire every single day. And this coronavirus likes old guys over 70s. So it's, it's even worse than we ever thought. So I want you to pay attention to this show because Sarah, what number is this in the series? Number four, and it keeps expanding because more and more people call in and says, did you know about this? Did you know about that? And it's pretty serious because this coronavirus is just one thing, but this pension is the biggest thing going because it's a global series. And so the book is Who Stole My Pension? It's written by Ted Sedell, and he is a former SEC attorney and he writes about the defined benefit pension plan. Defined benefit pension plans, for those who may not know, are industrial age pension plans. That's when you, you work for a company or a government for, let's say, 25 years or the military, and you got a paycheck for the rest of your life. Those are defined benefits. The benefit was defined. And then the second type is the information age pension, which is called the defined contribution or DC pension plan. In America, they're called 401ks, IRAs. In Canada, they're called RRSPs. In Australia, they're called superannuations. In Japan, they copy everything we do. They're called 401ks. But anyway, they're all in trouble, and this is a global problem. So Ted and I wrote this book, Who Stole My Pension? Because young or old, it's going to affect all of us because this pension problem is the biggest thing that's happening in the real world. And even if you're young you may not have a pension again. So you better start thinking about it today. So that's kind of what we're writing about. And our guest today is my partner in many, 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 many real estate deals. And we've made fortunes, especially after the 2008 crash when market prices dropped on property. We thought we died and went to heaven. But not only did heaven provide with lower price real estate, they kept dropping interest rates. The cost of money kept going down. And so it's really gonna be a good time if you're prepared, but this time it is different. This is not 2008 anymore, this is now 2020. And so ladies and gentlemen, it's a very important Rich Dad radio program, Who Stole My Pension? So let me introduce Ted first. Ted, welcome to the show once again. Thank you, glad to be here, Rob. Yeah, and would you explain once again, what I love about it is how you came to be a pension expert but how you and I have similar stories about our fathers. You know, my father, I, I, I became aware of pensions back in 1973 when my poor dad lost his job, his paycheck, and his pension. That's when he became poor. Even though a PhD, he had no pension, and that destroyed him. So what was your story there, Ted, about your father and what happened to you to wake you up about this story called pensions? Well, my dad was working in East Africa 
in, in a country known as Uganda, which was run by a brutal dictator named Idi Amin, who eventually killed a half a million of his own people. But my dad was working with the CIA and had uh, gone out on a mission to, to find out whether Amin had brutally murdered 300 people in his first month as president of Uganda. And my dad disappeared. He was very young. He was in his early 40s. So he disappeared, and eventually it was determined that he had been murdered by Amin. But for two years after he disappeared, uh, he was missing but not dead, so his estate couldn't be probated, his life insurance couldn't pay, and Social Security wouldn't pay. Um, and he was, at, in his early 40s, he didn't have time to uh, build up a pension. So the good news is that after uh, a few years, a court in Uganda issued a presumptive certificate of death, and the money from his estate was freed up. But he, he did not, like your dad, did not have an opportunity to uh, enjoy a pension or retirement for that matter. And it affected your family because you were still a young guy, weren't you? Oh, I was 17 years old. Right. Yeah, I just turned 17 the week before he disappeared. Right. So, so Ted and I are, are, are co-authors of this book, Who Stole My Pension? Because there's millions and millions of people, baby boomers and young people today with the stock market going down. And the old guys, you know, boomers, are in serious trouble health-wise with this coronavirus and no pensions. On top of that, their kids are in trouble. You have student loan debt going through the ceiling and the stock market crashing. The bond market's in a bubble. Real estate's in a bubble. So what do people do today? And that's why this series, part number four, and so well, I don't know how many more parts of this pension problem, but it is the biggest crisis facing planet Earth today because it is a global crisis. I mean, Japan is toast. You know, everybody's toast. So our guest today is my partner, Ken McElroy. And in 2005, 2006, we were kind of worried because in, back in those days, the real estate market was going through the roof as it is today. Okay, this is 2020. The real estate market in Phoenix is going through the roof today in 2020. In 2004, 2005, it was going through the roof again, right? Yeah, absolutely. Different reasons this time around, but yes. Yeah, and then when the markets crashed due to the subprime crash, it was good for us, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were on the other side of that, which worked out really well. Yeah. So give us your background, too, and, um, you know, maybe why you're still looking for a 401k because you need to retire. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you know, I've been involved in real estate my whole life. I started in college with a two-bedroom, two-bath, and now we own uh, just over a billion dollars worth of real estate, uh, mostly multifamily, self-storage, office, but mostly multifamily. And uh, as you know, Robert, uh, People needed a place to live in, you know, when they lost their homes. And I know we're going to talk a little bit about that. Right. And, um, you know, a lot of them moved into apartments, most of them. And but at the time, too, a lot of people are moving out because they were buying homes. They couldn't yeah. afford. Well, that was before. Remember, yeah. I remember you and I were sitting there going, I'm, I, you know, we're denying people that their, their credit's not good enough to rent, but they're buying homes. So there's got to be a problem coming soon. Yeah. And then we, you know, Ken and I were at Safeway. And the checkout clerk gives us her business cards. I flip houses. We go, it's time to get <laughs> yeah. out of the market. That's a true story. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. So this was 2008. And today, as I, I'm talking again, this is March 2020. This would be delayed a little bit. I'm sitting on the plane and the young lady sitting next to me says, you know, 
I just put my home up for sale. It was gone in one day. Did I sell too early? I said, well, maybe you sold at the right time. You never know, right? You never do know, right? Yeah. So anyway, it's, it's another crazy market. It's 20 years, but no, 10 years, 2008 to 12 years, 2020. So Ted, uh, explain how you see this virus, you know, affecting the stock market and how does the stock market affect pensions for firefighters, police officers, school teachers, and labor unions? What do you see now today, 2020? Well, what's so dangerous and different today, Robert, is at this point, America's public pensions, state and local pensions, are only on average 70% funded. So that means they have 70 cents for every dollar they owe. And that's on average. Some states are down into the low teens, like Kentucky, for example. So if you have a 10% market decline or 20% market decline, the pension system is already faltering, and that could be devastating. So one of the things people often forget is in the dot-com years leading up to the new millennium, leading up to 2000, the late 90s, pension benefits around the country were actually increased. Some Many state and local pensions were fully funded and in such great shape, they actually increased benefits because the market went up. Well, that's never going to happen again because pensions are already underfunded. When the market goes up, pension benefits will not be increased. But when the market goes down, pension benefits will likely be cut. So that's what's so devastating about the coronavirus hitting uh, the U.S. and globally right now is almost certainly it will lead to further pension cuts. And already half of the nation's pensions have been cut since 2008. So this kind of a market downturn will likely lead to more cuts. That's what's so frightening. And this is a global issue. It's all over the world this time. Yes. Yeah. And, and globally pensions are severely underfunded. Yes. So if you have a crystal ball, you go in the future, let's say five, 10 years, what do you see happening to old guys like me? <laughs> well, if you've got all your eggs in one basket and that basket is a pension, uh, I see you getting potentially less and less money over time. That's the more likely scenario. The scenario that you would get more and more money over time is nil. That's just not going to happen. Will your benefits stay the same? Possibly, hopefully, but, uh, there's no upside for you and potential severe downside. So again, what's guys, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show. This is program number four. Ted Sedell is a former SEC attorney, largest whistleblower on pensions in the United States. And he knows what's happening in the pensions from the inside looking out. It's interesting that I'm going to have one of my best friends also wear pilots together in the Marine Corps. And a lot of my friends flew for the airlines. And so when I got out of the Marine Corps in 74, they all went to fly for United and to Western and America, you know, those guys. So Ted, what happened to those pilots pensions, my, my classmates? Well, the pilots, uh, starting with the United Airlines pilots back in 2006, the pilots had very good pension benefits because they had very high salaries, but 
they were some of the first to lose those those pension benefits when United turned over its pensions to uh, the PBGC, the Federal Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation. So they saw their pension benefits get slashed by almost two-thirds in some cases. Uh, and so did the U.S. Air Pilots had the same thing happen to them. So many of them told me that they told their children who were pilots to stay in the military because the benefits were better in the military <laughs> than they were working for a major corporate airline. And so today we have uh, Kenny McElroy, and he's my partner. It's a good thing I got out, <laughs> yep. force it out. But anyway, so we're talking about real estate and a lot of people are calling me up and they say, is it time to jump into real estate? And so Kenny, what do you say to people who know nothing about real estate? Is it time to jump in and make it your pension? No, I, I get that call almost every day too. Uh, you know, obviously we're, we're still involved. We're building a lot. So we're building 150 to 200 million a year in multifamily. There still is a need for rental housing because there hasn't been a lot of construction. However, when people ask me that they're trying to time a market. So, you know, I always tell them, I think that's a bad idea. You know, the prices of housing is already back to where it was before the crash, but interest rates are really low right now. So, you, you know, the coronavirus has helped me, you know, we're refinancing. So we just, we just locked a 30 year deal last week, Robert, 10 years interest only 2.75 fixed. Jeez. So, you know, we're hedging inflation. I think we're going to see inflation. So, you, you know, we're refinancing as much as we can. And uh, honestly, you know, the, the, because rates are low, it does make homes more affordable, you know, which is. But also the prices yep, of them go up. That's right. Yep. That and, will definitely happen. And so I get these phone calls. Should I jump in? Should I flip? I'm going, this is the probably the worst time without, if you have, if you don't know anything, this is the worst time to jump into real estate. Yes. Cause it's in a bubble also. It is absolutely. And it's uh, you know, before it was different, you know, there was a lot of investor loans and uh, that kind of drove it up. And then of course, you know, they packaged those up and sold them off, but this is different. This is a lot different. So once again, this is Robert Keel, second of the rich day radio show, the good news and bad news about pensions. We're talking to Edward Ted Sedell. He's my co-author on the book, who stole my pension. I know if you're not a boomer, so well, I don't have to worry. Well, that's a good attitude. You don't have to worry, but you better worry what you're going to do because I don't think this market's going to come back and someday you'll be an old person too. If you're lucky, what are you going to do then? Or what are you going to do when your mommy and daddy, the boomers move in with you? You know, that's really pretty serious problem today. Also on the other side, this is a great opportunity because Kenny and I made fortunes after 2008. It was the best time to be real estate investors. But if you were a flipper, you got screwed a lot. So anyway, it's a very exciting time. When we come back, we're talking more to Ted and more about Kenny, what you can do to not become a victim of the biggest financial crisis in world history. We'll be right back. Hey, Rich Dad listeners, it's Rob, the producer of the Rich Dad Radio Show. Do you know the question that Robert and Kim are asked most? I have $500. What should I do with it? It's a frustrating question because most people cannot do what Robert and Kim do, and that is invest in large multifamily apartments. Here's the problem. That type of real estate investing requires a level of wealth that takes most of us out of the game. However, there is a way for anybody to do it, and it's called Fundrise. 
Fundrise is an online real estate investing platform allowing investors of all levels to purchase and create high quality real estate portfolios and ultimately reap the long-term cash flow and value creation benefits historically provided by private market real estate. Through their cutting-edge technology and low-cost model, Fundrise enables you to instantly access hundreds of high-quality, high-potential private market real estate projects from high-rises in D.C. to multifamily apartments in L.A., all handpicked by Fundrise's in-house team of professionals. But now, no matter what kind of investor you are, Fundrise makes it simple to build a more perfect portfolio. So are you ready to get started? Visit Fundrise.com slash richdad. That's F-U-N-D-R-I-S-E dot com slash rich debt to have your first three months of fees waived. Again, that's fundrise.com slash rich debt. Hey, Rich Dad listeners. No sound financial plan is complete without life insurance. And we know shopping for life insurance can raise a lot of questions. How much coverage do you need? Which insurance company is best for you? How much should it even cost? And at a time when it's more important than ever to have life insurance, the pandemic is making it a little more complicated to shop for it. That's where Policy Genius can help you. As a life insurance marketplace backed by a team of experts, Policy Genius is keeping track of all the changes in the market so you don't have to. They'll find you the right amount of coverage at the best possible price without a headache. Policy Genius pulls quotes from all the top life insurance companies. You can compare rates and find the best price for you. This doesn't, this doesn't just save you a lot of legwork. You could save fifteen hundred or more a year. You could save fifteen hundred or more a year by using Policy Genius. Policy Genius pulls quotes from all the top life insurance companies, so you can compare rates and find the best price for you. This doesn't just have, this just doesn't save a lot of legwork. You could save $1,500 or more a year by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance policies. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and the red tape for free. So if you hit any speed bumps during your application process, they'll be there to take care of everything. So if you need life insurance, but you're not sure where to start, head to Policy So if you need life insurance, but you're not sure where to start, head to policygenius.com. Policy Genius will find you the best rate and handle the process completely. They'll get you and your family protected, and hopefully you have one less thing to worry about. Try Policy Genius today. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about pensions. And today our guests are my business partner in real estate, Ken McElroy, and my partner in the, our, my latest book, Who Stole My Pension? Ted Sedell is a former SEC attorney, and he's also the biggest whistleblower. I mean, he goes in, and he could have played along with the SEC guys who did just play along with these big pension guys, but Ted, his conscience got to him, and he blew the whistle on how Wall Street was ripping off these pensions. So Ted, would you explain to our audience what a whistleblower does and should everybody jump into becoming a whistleblower? <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. <laughs> well, since Dodd-Frank, we have uh, at the SEC and the other securities regulators, the like the CFTC, which is the commodities regulators, under Dodd-Frank, there are whistleblower bounty programs established so that people who are aware 
that companies and money managers and pensions are committing fraud can turn them in to the SEC and get an award. And uh, I was able to get the largest, the two largest awards in history, 30 million from the CFTC and 48 million from the SEC for going to these federal government agencies and blowing the whistle on JP Morgan, a major bank. It's it's amazing you're still uh, alive. You know, it's amazing you're not wearing concrete boots and floating somewhere in the Atlantic. (laughs) Well, it's usually the the guys who have nothing to lose that you have to worry about when you're investigating. Um, I call them the the people that aren't worth killing. The small money manager, the Ponzi scheme guy who is going to lose everything when you blow the whistle on them, those are the guys you have to worry about. The big banks, uh, not so much. They can pay a, in my case, $367 million fine, you know, in the blink of an eye. That's nothing to them. But what I do is I go out, and I've done over a trillion in forensic investigations of pensions. And I go into these pensions, whether it's CalPERS in California or pensions in Nashville, Chattanooga, Jacksonville, Florida, and I look at what they're invested in and see what's wrong. And if I see something wrong, I report it to the government. And uh, thankfully, the government from time to time agrees with me and is willing to pay me a lot of money for finding out and blowing the whistle on that wrongdoing. And it's, it's how big, you know, you've studied the world inside who stole my pension. Again, it's a global problem. You list some of the, you know, all the countries in the world with these problems. What would you say to the people of the rest of the world with pensions, the old guys like me, what's going to happen to them? Which countries are in trouble? Well, what we're seeing now, and of course what we have in the book, Robert, is how we in America are the premier manufacturers of financial weapons of mass destruction. Wall Street in America is the premier innovator of toxic investments. And those investments that have wreaked havoc on American pensions are now being exported abroad. For the first time, countries like Japan and Australia are in, are invested in the toxic garbage that we are creating and selling around the world. So the future for many of these foreign pensions are that they're going to suffer uh, a great deal as these, what are the highest cost, highest risk, investments ever devised by Wall Street, uh, hedge funds, hedge fund funds, private equity funds are exported abroad. And these uh, pensions that are severely underfunded and, and ready to roll the dice on these high cost, high risk investments, gamble and ultimately lose. Amazing. Any comments there, Ken, on this? Yeah. Thank you, Ted. I had a couple questions. You know, when you do that $1 trillion in forensics, and you bring something to the SEC, what exactly are they looking at? You know, because what I just witnessed was, you know, Wall Street coming in and gobbling up the last 12 years, all these single family homes, you know, four or five million of them, you know, people lost their homes. And, and then, uh, you know, they've kind of securitized all these. And uh, it's been a very interesting business in the real estate arena to have have these guys step in. So when you talked about, you know, toxic things. Uh, are you talking about fees or, or excessive fees? Well, talking about 
what I primarily look at uh, is uh, excessive and undisclosed fees, conflicts of interest, and illegality. So very, like in real estate, overvalued properties. That would be a, an example. Uh, fraudulent, you know, where let's say a company, let's say a public company, uh, has a real estate portfolio, and let's say they have a captive appraiser who works for the company and values the entire real estate portfolio and, of course, marks it up, not down. So that would be a financial fraud that would show up on a publicly traded company's financial statements that would be something the FTC would be interested in because a public company fraudulently valuing its assets would cause investors to pay more for that company stock. And when the fraud is exposed, the company stock would go down in value. So that would be an example of the type of fraud uh, in the real estate sector that uh, the SEC would be interested in. So when you blew the whistle, what was the fraud that you uncovered? Well, what I uncovered was that JP Morgan was steering clients into their own proprietary products which and not properly disclosing the fees and kickbacks in those proprietary products. So they were supposed to be putting their clients in the best performing investments, but they were actually steering them what they called guided architecture. They were guiding, gently guiding their clients into their own products, which were not as good. So you have a lot of business today, don't you? <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. I mean, that's, that's, this is pretty pervasive all over the world because that's what Wall Street was oh, doing. It's crazy what's going on out there. Right now, I'm very much involved in life settlements where uh, people are investing in life insurance policies on terminally ill people. Viaticals? What do you think that's fraud being in that arena? Yeah, viatical, yeah, life insurance policies. Tremendous amount of fraud in this area. There is, yeah. Because, what, you know, how long are these people going to live? Well, according to the person selling the investment, they're going to die any day, but they don't die. You know, so there's a, it's, and it's a very uh, legally dicey area of, do we really want strangers taking out life insurance policies on terminally ill people? Uh, I'm not so sure about that. Yeah. So that, that's more of a financial innovation that's uh, very questionable. And the Virgin Islands pension fund lost a ton of money investing in these life settlements. It's called you bet your life, was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So Ted, I had a question. So this is Ken. You know, people have been turning their money over to people, you know, without any kind of financial education for a long, long, long time. Is this new? Because, you know, I've been hearing about these kinds of things going on over year over year over year over year, and, you know, laws get passed. And and uh, it, it seems like we just continually prey on the folks that are scooping their little bit out of their paycheck and the employers are ro rolling it up into their 401ks or a DB plan or whatever. And then that money just gets invested you know, cause those people come to me, you know, they, you know, those, are, I mean, I've, I've obviously did some stuff with Lehman brothers and, you know, we're, we're in the discussions with, um, Blackstone and, you know, and a lot of these big groups, they're grabbing all this managed money and they're just trying to figure out a way to place it. So is, is this new? Well, some of the things that are new that are happening are obviously the internet facilitates fraud, like, like nobody's business, because you're constantly dealing with people you don't know 
You don't know their identity. You don't see them in front of you. And of course, one of the subjects of, of who stole my pension is we have this, uh, this demographic boom where the global aging population is growing to 2 billion people. And that gives rise to elder fraud. Uh, older people uh, are more prone to being preyed upon. And I see this here because I live in Florida, which is uh, the happy hunting ground for every Ponzi scheme in the world. Uh, so, so you'll have companies from Canada calling, just making calls, robocalls here, telling old people that the IRS is about to bring criminal charges on them and they need to transfer money into this and that. So elder fraud is big business in Florida. And uh, so elder fraud, the aging population is, is really, you know, fueling uh, financial fraud. The Internet is fueling financial fraud. And Wall Street has gotten less transparent in the last 20 years than, it, than it's ever been. So contrary to the trend that the information age would lead to greater transparency, it's actually led to less transparency. So those are, those are all trends that are giving rise to a booming fraud market. So, Ted, if somebody is a police officer, firefighter, or a school teacher, or belongs to a labor union, like we had Mark Green from UPS, United Parcel Service, on, and you're counting on your defined benefit pension plan, what would you say to them? I mean, you got all your eggs in one basket, or so like my friends who are who were airline pilots, they're out of they're out of money. What do you say well, they can do? Reputedly, Mark Twain said, if you've got all your eggs in one basket, watch that basket. Uh, so that's clearly something that if you're a state worker or, or any worker that's depending on a, on a pension, you need to watch that basket. And we, in Who Stole My Pension, we give them steps that they can take on how to get more, uh, to be more of a watchdog over their pension. So including going to websites where the financial statements are shown and we talk about the most common frauds that pensions commit. And one thing I think all of your listeners will understand is uh, in, in my 35 years of investigating pensions, I've never seen a pension that in its financial statements admits that its performance sucks. They all claim to be uh, better than average. And you just know that can't be true. There has to be somebody out there who's worse than average. Uh, so these are the kind of things we point out in the book that if your pension is telling you the performance is great, they all say that. So you need to look behind that. And so these are, we give them things that they should look at so that they can get greater control over their pensions. Now, you and your partner in real estate have an alternative theory, which is create your own pension. And that's and get greater control over your financial future that way. So either works. But if you've got a lot of money in a pension, you need to watch it more carefully. And we give in the book step by step instructions on how to do that. Alternatively, like our friend Mark Green said on the last show, build your alternative pension of your own where you have more control. Right. That's what Kenny and I do. So we're going to talk about what we're still investing. Yeah what, yeah. what do you see? What do you see? Cause look, it's going to be the biggest disaster in world history. It's also going to be the biggest opportunity in world history. 
Well, there's still a big housing need. So that's the interesting part, even though single family houses are up and even multifamily are up. But, uh, Ted, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a great story that happened. You know, I was, as you know, well, we do small syndications, but we also, we pull money from broker dealers and, you know, we, we work with, uh, pensions and life insurance companies and things like that. One time we were cutting a deal. And, fam- with, and family offices. Yeah. And family offices. And one time we were meeting with a broker dealer and we figured out, but by the time they actually gave me the money, it was worth 87 cents of every dollar. So there, there had already been 13% of the fees taken by the time it got to me, by the time it got invested. And so I was like, well, this property really has to perform. So if I get a dollar from Robert, it's a dollar. It goes into the property at a dollar. But by the time I got it through these managed money groups, it was 87 cents by the time it hit me. And so we actually turned it down because we were like, well, the only way to do that is through some massive value-add strategy or hopefully we hit the market like we've done and then we could sell only to pay back that first 13%. And then, of course, as a general partner, I was even behind that. So that's why we moved away from this money-managed. The fees are crazy as they come down the line. There was at least three groups involved. So once again, it's Robert Kiyosaki of the Rich Dad Radio Show. Uh, we're running out of time for this section. I want to thank my partner in this book, Who Stole My Pension?, Edward Ted Sedell, again, an SEC attorney, biggest whistleblower around. And uh, if you have friends, family members, or business partners who need to listen to this, you can check this, this program out on Rich Dad Radio. You can listen to all of our programs because we think what we say is important. And we're an education company. We don't sell anything. But anyway, go to iTunes or Android on YouTube and have your friends and family members Please listen to this program and get educated because, as Ted said, in the next few years, two billion people throughout the world will turn into old guys over 65. Our pensions are broke all over the world. So for many people, this is the best of times or it could be the worst of times. So thank you, Ted. I'll catch you on the next program. And, you know, I appreciate being a partner in this book, Who Stole My Pension? Thank you, Robert. Great talking to you. Thanks, Ted. Thank you. And we come back, we'll be going into what you can do, what Kenny and I are doing, but also to reiterate the warning to you, this is not anything small. This is going to be the biggest crash in world history. The good news is it could be the best opportunity for you. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Kim. Robert just left the studio, so I want to make a little confession. I went to one of those sites, you know, the ones where you tell them all about you and they match you up to your perfect dream. And no, 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 I don't mean a dating site. It's not a dating site. It's a dream site, sort of. Let me explain. You see, sleep is very important. It's actually one of the most important pieces to losing weight, being fit, and longevity. But it's also important because it's when your mind resets and dreams. And dreams are such an important part of all areas of life. Dreams are where you get to communicate openly with your subconscious. And now I dream and I found the solution. I found the dream site, it's called Helix Sleep. And Helix really does care about you. Helix doesn't make just the world's greatest beds, they make them to fit you like a custom made personalized glove. They determine how you sleep. For me, I sleep on my back. They ask about your body type to determine the perfect mattress. They ask all about your sleep preferences and then voila, the perfect mattress is introduced to you. 
the mattress that took into account all your needs, desires, quirks, and style, and formulated the perfect design just for you. All you have to do is take the Helix quiz. It only takes about two minutes, but it could change your life. So if you're looking for a mattress, you take the quiz, you order the mattress that you're matched to, you can add on sheets and pillows or whatever else you need for your bed, and then the mattress comes right to your door rolled up in a box. You don't ever need to go to a mattress store again. Just go to helixsleep.com slash richdad, take the two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Oh, and don't forget... Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash richdad. And to make it even better, Helix gives you a 10-year warranty. So this purchase won't keep you up worrying, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but I bet you will. Go to helixsleep.com slash richdad. And to make it even better, Helix gives you a 10-year warranty. So this purchase won't keep you up worrying. And you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it. But I bet you will. Go to helixsleep.com slash richdad. As the demand for telemedicine grows, so does the need for connectivity. 5G meets that need. Qualcomm remains focused on giving doctors and patients superior, security-rich 5G connectivity. Learn more at qualcomm.com slash inventionage. Do you have an old clunker sitting in your driveway worthy of poor dad? Is it taking up space while adding to your insurance bill? Well, we might have just the solution for you. This is Rich Dad Radio Show producer Rob, and I want to tell you about a new offer from the Rich Dad Company and Cars for Kids. Cars for Kids will pick up your donation at no expense to you and at your convenience, usually within 24 hours and sometimes the same day. Did I mention you get a tax deduction based on the sale price of the car? That's pretty cool. So, for a professional, contact-free pickup, just leave your signed title with your keys in the car to avoid unnecessary contact. The Cars for Kids driver will pick up your car while maintaining a safe social distance. With Cars for Kids, you get professional service, a convenient pickup, a maximum tax deduction, a vacation voucher, and a good deed. Donate today at carsforkids.org slash richdad. That's cars with a K, K-A-R-S, the number four, K-I-D-S dot org slash richdad. They'll give you the donation experience you deserve. Carsforkids.org slash richdad. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Richard Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. I want to thank my partner on this book called Who Stole My Pension? This is going to bring about the biggest financial crash in history. And the reason you should get the book is because a big crash is also a great opportunity. So that's Edward Ted Sedell. And um, still remaining with us is my business partner in many, many real estate investments in the last crash, 2008. We thought we died and went to heaven because real estate prices came down, but so did interest rates, and they're just now heading towards zero. So it's even better before, but it's more dangerous than ever before. So before I continue on, Ken and I will go into what we're investing in because we think it's a great time. Unfortunately, for the average person, they may this may be the last time they have any chance, especially for an old guy like me, 
or if a young millennial, what do you do now? Because I don't think pensions are coming back. I think there was an obsolete idea. We'll probably go to modern money, MMT, Marxist money theory, which is Bernie Sanders is just going to print money and give it to everybody. I think that's unfortunately the future, which will destroy the whole financial system. But before going any further, one of the persons I respect on YouTube the most, her name is Stephanie Pomboy. She worked for a man named Stanley Druckenmiller when she was 21 years old. I mean, and today she's one of the most sought after people, but you can't find her. She stays hidden. I mean, she's got, she's like most of the women here at Rich Dad, beautiful with brains. I just love that. She's very, very smart and she's articulate. So I'm going to hear what she, she has to say. Just, she said this not too long ago about how big this pension crisis is. So this is Stephanie Pomboy of Macro Mavens. Catalyst, and, and for me, I keep coming back to the profit story as the catalyst because I think people are still in fantasy land about what earnings are going to be next year. So are you expecting a fourth quarter 19 risk-off event on the scale that we saw last year, or is the more accommodative Fed policy going to put a damper on the downside risk? I think there's a really good chance that we see a repeat of the fourth quarter meltdown this year. I think that, you know, the chart on page nine, I expect we'll just repeat the pattern and those earnings estimates will get slashed and that will create some real turmoil in the markets, at which point, you know, people will then start to scratch their heads like, does the Fed really have a handle on what's going on here? And does cutting rates more and expanding the balance sheet more, whether it's non-QE, QE or real QE, QE, does that really set us up any better? So, you know, I think that's, for me, that could be the catalyst. The other side of it that's kind of silently going on in the background and to be honest, you know, I'm just starting to think about this and try to figure out what the impact is. But on page 13, you know, the, the sort of doomsday scenario is that the, the whole repricing of risk happens and it reveals what the Fed and uh, central banks globally have done through their years of repressive interest rate regimes, which is silently to bankrupt all of the pensions globally. I mean, essentially, these unfunded pension liabilities have mushroomed like we've never seen before, and they're completely untenable. You know, for the U.S. economy, we're looking at over $6 trillion in unfunded liabilities now with stocks basically near all-time record highs. So you've had this massive rally in risk assets, and yet the funding deficit has actually expanded in that time. And one thing that I'm starting to think about a little bit is that these guys, in their effort to make 8% returns in a you know 1% risk-free world, obviously they went to every corner of the credit market and bought levered loans and all the most toxic stuff they could get their hands on to get that yield. They also were really big in all of these unicorn companies that are now starting to be revealed to be not so fabulous as, you know, the, the valuations on these companies were completely fantastical. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out from the pension standpoint. Do we see a lot of these pensions, state and local governments having to put more money into their pensions because they have to write down a lot of the, the positions they had in those companies? It's just something I'm starting to think about, but I think that's going to be fascinating to watch 
as this cycle plays out, because obviously between Uber and WeWork and Peloton, you've had a lot of these companies where the valuations that were placed on them were revealed to be, let's say, a tad excessive. So all you millennials out there, those are your goofy products, Peloton, WeWork, and Uber. And what they did, I'm not blaming you guys personally, but Wall Street did, they were looking for anything to sell these pensions, anything. Anything because as interest rates went down, she called it repressive or suppressive interest rates, which was good for Kenny and myself, it was bad for the pensions. And she estimates in another, another interview I heard from her that this pension crisis in America alone is anywhere from six to $14 trillion. And then we had comrade Sander, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren during this election, they're still in the market, still in the markets. They're going to have to bail out everybody. So we're probably going to go to MMT, modern monetary theory. I call it Marxist money, monetary theory. Whereas the idea is if you printed money to save the banks, why not print money to save the poor people? That's the end of the world as we know it, as far as old capitalism as we know it, because our monetary system blows apart. On the other side of it, Ken McElroy, my partner, he's the author of Rich Dad's books on real estate. Please get them. You have another book coming out soon, which is more basic than the last basic book for people like me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but look, what we're saying here, and she said it, this is a global crisis. This is the biggest crisis in world history. And if you're sitting there with your head stuck up, your, you know what, or in the sand, you're gonna miss one of the biggest opportunities possible. So Ken, you're still investing in all this. What do you see? What are you doing? And I'll say what I'm doing. Okay, ready, go. Sure, yeah, so I'm still investing in new housing. So, you know, there still is, if you look at the Interest last- Interest rates are so low. They are, but also, Robert, there's not been a lot of new construction in the last 10 years because everything went sideways. Right, what Kenny and I were buying was the stuff that everybody lost in 2008, all the speculators. Right, and we uh, bought those. We bought them, all the flippers and right. all the guys that were just screwing the system. You know, we, we don't flip property. Right, but if you follow a population growth and, you know, the demographics- well, you how know, about the demographics out of California? They're moving crazy. to Phoenix. Yeah, but also you've got immigrants and you know, there's all kinds of stuff happening that's putting pressure on housing. That's why housing is is rising. It's because there hasn't been new housing. So just, just in my world, we have to add 350,000 units a year just to break even with the growth in population. And Kenny is also a builder as well as a guy who finances established a product. Okay. Right. So, so what's happened is there's a, they, they say that there's a glut till 2025 for rental housing, just as an example. So, you know, that's the, that's the train we're on at the moment. Uh, you know, there's a massive, massive demand in that area. But uh, I think the biggest issue here, Robert, as you know, this is the same issue. That, this is why Rich Dad was created was if you guys are turning your money over to somebody else and expecting it to grow, then, you know, this is this should be a massive wake-up call for you because the investors that are investing with me, Robert, are like you. It's your actual dollars coming to me and we're putting it into a property and you're on title. It's way different than if you're handing it to a pension and the pension's giving it to me and then there's fees taken all the way along the line until it finally hits your quarterly statement. That's the difference. You're actually coming directly 
you know, write to me, you're on title and you're, you're buying rental properties and you're seeing the actual numbers. Right. So what Kenny is talking about here is one of the goals I set out to become as I got older and more wiser and all the stupid mistakes I made was ultimately get to a position called a family office and a family office is a family, a private business that has so much money, they've got to keep placing it. And so when Kenny calls me up, I mean, I get very upset with him when he doesn't already have my money placed for me because I've got to move this money as fast as I can. So Kenny calls up, I saved you X and I moved that money. That's a right. Of, a yeah. lot of guys are family office That's guys, exactly right? right, Robert. You know, well, you've grown to a family <laughs> office. Essentially what he's saying is you're actually managing your own money. Yeah. That's it. You know, and what's happening mostly, like even my parents, my dad, my dad had pensions, you know, they give it to, through their employer to someone else. They don't even know the name of the person that's investing it. <laughs> they don't even know what it's investing in, you know, and then they look at their quarterly statements and, oh, uh, didn't make any money this time. And then they, you know, and, and that's it. And so the reason that I love speaking with you and the reason we write these books is because we're trying to teach people how to ask better questions and to look at, and you can definitely manage your money directly and you should understand all the fees and everything all the way through. Yeah, and possibly I don't have a 401k. I don't have an IRA. I don't have a pension. I'm not counting on the government, but I had to do my part to get to that position. So Kenny and I have been partners for 20 something years now, and we've grown together, made mistakes together, come up to that. We now have Christina who, who runs our, you know, how I made my money section for rich dad. She is really my family office manager. She manages hundreds of millions of dollars. She's not my secretary. You know, it drives her crazy. When people, you, you're a secretary. No, I'm not. So just to FYI for those, especially you boomers, you know, you want to get to the point, not where you have a pension, but maybe someday you can have a family office, which you have so much money coming in and you're moving it back out, right, Kenny? Yeah, I mean, essentially the model is work really hard and then give a piece of your uh, cash away to somebody else and not call them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a, essentially what everybody's been doing, and that's essentially what's happening now. And the only reason that people are you know, rolling into real the reason real estate is even on the radar right now is because of the coronavirus. That's it. You know, uh, everybody's like, oh, I made X in the stock market. I'm making Y. Blah, blah, and the market's blah. crashing as we yeah, speak. Yeah, I'm getting my, my texts. My emails are getting blown up. And and they're saying, oh, are you f afraid? I go, of what? I'm not even in the stock market. And uh, by the way, I just locked a 2.75 on a 30-year deal, 10 years interest only. I'm borrowing less than inflation. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this is what Rich Dad was created for is financial education. Sadly... Most people won't do anything. It's one out of a hundred. And that's, that's why Kenny and I are partners and friends for all these years. One more thing is I'm investing like crazy. You know, I mean, Kenny knows I have this property right on Camelback Avenue and 32nd, the prime real estate. And it used to be a health club and the baby boomers are so old now. I'm converting, Kim and I are converting it to old age housing. <laughs> and Kim's reserving the penthouse for me. <laughs> Cause this one thing you cannot stop is you cannot stop getting older, you know? So that's going to be another boom industry. Another thing I'm investing in is our friend Greg Jagger's school. Why do I invest in schools? Because the source of funds comes from the government, you know, from the state of California 
and the federal government because every child must have an education. So the, and he's with that source of funds, he's also buying more real estate. And because we buy more real estate, we lever with debt, means we borrow more money, and then we pay less taxes because of appreciation, depreciation, amortization. So ladies and gentlemen, once again, that's what Rich Dad was created for, and maybe someday you too can have a family office. Final words, Kenny. I just say, just follow the trends. You know, just follow the trends. Well, don't follow the crowd. Follow, <laughs> follow the trends. So, right, like what you said, everybody's getting older. Of course, you're going to have assisted care facilities and senior housing issues. You're going to have medical issues. You're going to have health, you know, uh, all those, everything health related. And you're going to have, you know, just follow the trends. And rich or poor, you generally need a roof overhead unless you live in some city where homelessness is excessive and that's growing at a tragic rate, isn't it? It's horrible. It is. It, it, there's, yeah. I mean, rent affordability is is a big, big deal right now, and and it's, uh, you know, some of the states are passing rent control and things like that, which of course does not work. But, but there, we definitely have an affordability issue. So once again, it's Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show. Thanks to my partner there in the book, Who Stole My Pension. Everybody get that book, read it because it's the biggest crash coming but it's also the biggest opportunity coming. My partner here, Ken McElroy, has written many, many books. For those of you who want to be interested in real estate, his first book was The ABCs of Real Estate. Then he went on to Property Management, which is the key. And third is The Advance, which is how do you, how do you use financing to make even more money on real estate. But you're coming out with another book, right? An earlier, easier, more simple book for me? That's right. What's That's, the name of that book? Specifically for you. The ABCs <laughs> of buying rental property. Oh, good. So I'm excited about it because, you know, as you know, Robert, that's how we all started. Correct. But when you asked me to write this book, the first one, The ABCs of Real Estate Investing, I wrote it based on where I was at the time. So it's a multi-unit book, you know, and, and so people have been asking, you know, how do I get started? That's the number one question I, I get asked. And so it was really fun just to kind of go back into how we all started. And and so- What was your first rental property? Exactly. It was a two bedroom, two bath, and it, it cash flowed about $100 a month. That was it. And I sold it about 10 years later. I'd made uh, pretty good money on it, but the tenant paid it down. And I was like, oh, this is a pretty good little model. And, and so it was fun going back and talking to some of the people, how they started, yeah. including you. So it, it should be very, very fun. It's, it's how you start and what you should do and, uh, and, and how to uh, uh, acquire, you know, multiple properties over a five-year period and become financially free. Yeah, and so I think one of the most important books you wrote was property management because the reason people lose money in real estate is not because they bought the thing wrong. They can't manage it. Yeah, property management is overlooked. And as you know, we've connected on that issue for a long, long time. It is it is the difference of buying and renting and managing and, you know, and keeping people in the property long term. Right. So Kenny has a great series. It, it sure beats taking out a, a, what do you call that, a college loan or something and going too deeply in debt and not finding a job. So I think total of Kenny's books might be a hundred bucks. They're well-written, they're simple, and they're real life. So again, what's the start? What's the name of your latest book coming out, newest book? The ABCs of Buying Rental Property. If you guys want to get into the best investment game in the world, it's Kenny McElroy's books. Thank you for listening to The Rich Dad Show.